This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love The 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. I'd like to give a warm welcome to Leslie Seiler. Leslie is an actor, improviser, director, and teacher from Toronto, Canada. She moved to LA two years ago to work in television and so far has had great success waitressing. As you can see, she has never lost her sense of humor. In fact, Leslie has started doing stand-up in LA and can finally receive the coveted comedy Triple Crown, sketch, improv, and stand-up. Leslie worked for the renowned Comedy Theater, the second city in Toronto for almost 15 years. First in their touring company, then on their main stage, and finally moved off the stage to direct, write, and teach. She is very famous in Canada for her Tim Hortons and Walmart commercials and for the one Disney made-for-TV movie she starred in, Twitches 2, that airs every Halloween. Leslie does not know music, but she does know the 80s and is thrilled to be here. Well, Leslie, I'm thrilled to have you here. And and let me just share how I know Leslie. I was so fortunate to be in her Improv 2 class. And, you know, she's very humble in what she has to say in her bio. She is probably one of the most uh, incredible teachers I've had. And here's why. Number one, if anybody, if you haven't taken an improv class, you need to, because talk about feeling uncomfortable. Like I've never felt so uncomfortable in my life, not having a plan, not having a script. And Leslie had the capability of letting us all feel comfortable with being uncomfortable. And yet at the same time, giving us that constructive feedback to be better. The other part that resonated with me was the intelligence behind the improv. The biggest lesson is don't go for that low-hanging fruit, as she would say. She would say, also, look for that record scratch moment. So those are two key components that I take away from that and that ability to begin to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. So welcome, Leslie. Thank you again for being here. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. And I just want to say, if those are the two things you took away, great. Go to level four, skip three. You're good. (laughs) Yes. Record scratch moments for sure. Cause those are moments of truth and learning and all that good stuff. And, and yeah, don't go for the low hanging fruit. Ground those characters. Oh, I'm just teaching improv on your podcast. Okay. Yes. Well, good. Because everybody could get a little lesson in improv today. All right, Leslie, we've got Mm -hmm. the big reveal right here of what song 
resonates with your story from the 80s. Are you ready? What is your song? My song is Ario Speedwagon's I Just Can't Fight This Feeling Anymore? Is that? Almost. Okay. It is <laughs> Can't Fight This Feeling Okay, and by Ario Speedwagon. Okay, perfect. And let me just explain to the dear listeners. The reason I, you're like, but it's her song. It's the one she, why doesn't she know the title? This is why I don't, as I said in my intro there, don't really know music. And what I mean is I, I, I'm a, listen, I'm a, I'm a smart lady. I know a lot of stuff about a lot of things. Music is just like a blind spot for me and like famously so. So instead of titles of songs, I'll be like, you know, it's the one where the guy is talking about the umbrella, that kind of thing. Exactly. But it doesn't mean I don't love the song. Right, right. Well, I mean, you know, being a triple crown, you really um, mm-hmm. can't have it all. Like, honestly. I can't be funny in sketch, improv, stand up, yeah. and no music, guys. It's too yeah, much. It's just too much. Now, I definitely know music and I know the artist, <laughs> but here's the part that I struggle the most with is the lyrics. And I often like to blaze my own trail, as many of you know, and I will decide on what those lyrics should be. And one of which that comes to mind from when I was a child was Spirits of the Material by the police. And I was uh, calling it uh, You Are My Serial instead, which <laughs> made more sense for me as a young child. I mean, You Are My Serial is Of course important. it would. Well, recently in my life, I don't know if the, the listeners, uh, she's not from the 80s, but Rihanna is a current uh, you know, singer, um, I've heard. And her song, I used to think, was um, forever, ever, ever, ever. And of course, she sang Umbrella. Yes. <laughs> but I thought she was saying, like, we'll be friends forever, ever, ever. <laughs> so that's a recent exactly. one. Exactly. And yet mm-hmm. we still feel good in the end. And that's what music is all about. Totally. So this brings us to your story. Yes. And we would love to hear how this song resonates with the story that you're going to tell us right now. Absolutely. Well, all 80s music for me. I grew up, I was a child in, child in the 80s, a y- younger child. So I don't think I had my first, well, we'll get to this later when I actually had my first you know, album. But 80s music has always, I think because it's the time that I grew up in, it's always like resonated very strongly with me. That's the stuff I want to listen to. That's probably the stuff that makes me happy and comfortable, if that makes sense. So Ario Speedwagon's Can't Fight This Feeling was a song that I have some very good friends, Jeannie and John. And my husband and I, had taken them to the cottage. We went to this cottage together in beautiful Ontario, Canada. You should go sometime. And we just, for some reason, that song came on and we all started singing it and really doing like our impressions of the singer. And we just got so obsessed with this song. We must have played it and had sing-alongs to it. Like I want to say a dozen times to the point that at one point we got into the car and we were driving into town to get some, some stuff from the, the store and it came on the radio and we all like blared it so high we opened all the windows and we were like flapping our arms out the window, like to the music. And it was just to this day when that song comes on, we will uh, text each other or screen grabs of us singing it. We insist on playing it when we're together at, at, if we're at any party. And what's so interesting to me, because we live, I live in Los Angeles. They live in London, Ontario. Even when I lived in Canada, they, the town they lived in was still two hours from Toronto. So for us, it's a connector between these people who never really live in the same place, but are so much a part of each other's lives. And it's just become the biggest bonding song ever for us. Yeah, that, that's so amazing. I can almost, I can see you, you know, with your hair blowing in the wind and just footloose and fancy free. What was it you think in that moment that like 
on a cellular level? How did that feel for you? And you know, what, what do you think from that moment mm-hmm. did you take from that moment? What did you take moving forward? Yes. It's so funny when you say cellular, immediately the word that felt that fell for me is I was like, oh, bliss. I felt absolute bliss. So I think for me, the takeaway is that moment when you can honestly sort of be in the present and in the now, which can be very difficult in life all the time. So, and it's funny that a song from the past can bring us into the now, but I think that's cool. But I think it's like, I'm here with these people. This is what's important in this moment. And it's a real moment when like, and it sounds kind of cheesy, but all of their worries and concerns and everything kind of drop away. And to just be like enjoying pure bliss, pure love, pure, just like positive energy. I I think that's what really resonates with me, which I'm just going to tie one thing on if I can, not necessarily eighties connected, but I remember when I had my stag at weekend, which was actually at the same cottage, different weekend. We had such an amazing time. We ended the night with this massive dance party. I'm sure eighties were part of it on the one Saturday night. And all of us on Sunday morning, like we just were talking about it and we all agreed that like we had elevated energetically to a different plane and we're sure of it. We're like, we shifted the energy to this other place where we were all just like, and I would say bliss. I would describe it as pure bliss. That's amazing that you say that because, you know, when making this podcast, I had been doing a lot of research about Mm -hmm. the benefits of music and Mm -hmm. it was amazing to me how music really does help with recall oh, yes. and, and recalling memories, recalling feelings on that cellular level. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, like, how is this working for you right now with COVID-19 here in 2020? How have you taken from the past mm-hmm. those moments and how are they serving you now? Well, great. Well, I have, a, I have a two-part answer to that, if I can. One before COVID and one now into. So I'll never forget, I've moved to LA two years ago. And as I also, uh, Patricia, in in my intro there, I had the joke about I'm doing great at waitressing. And listen, that's not untrue. (laughs) But I guess my point is that I've actually had a a pretty tough time. Moving to LA is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, You know, leaving a fairly relatively successful career behind in Canada, coming back to the bottom of the ladder. So I think around last August, I was probably really low, feeling really low, being like, what have I done with my life? Like, I have no future. I have no career. Like, what am I doing? Why did I leave Canada? (laughs) And I went to this wedding in Vegas with uh, my best friend. And uh, because I'm very close with her family. So it was a family wedding of hers. And they happened to be in Vegas. So her and I went. And there was this moment when, and I think it was Bizarre Love Triangle. That was the theme song of that trip. Like it kept playing like every time we were in a buffet or in a restaurant. And it came on during the wedding. And I remember going to the dance floor and just dancing and being blissful. And like, I didn't know many people at the wedding. So it was just like, hey, you dance with me. We're having fun. And I felt more like myself than I had in a year and a half. And it was this real clarifying moment where I was like, oh my, Leslie, like you have been through a stressful life change. You're doing your best. But I almost felt like I had like lost joyful Leslie for a little while. I was like, where is she? And in that moment of like dancing and partying so hard on the dance floor, that was like a really clarifying moment where I was like, cause again, I think it took me back to, I get happier times truly in my life, happier times with my friends, happier times living in Toronto or whatever it might be, or even back to university. So from that moment forward, I think since then I've been working hard to like shift this and be like, well, you're here now you've paid for the green card make it work. You know what I mean? Right. So, but that's a whole other discussion. But the point is from that moment, 
in, into what ended up happening is that then the world shut down and, you know, cause I came into 2020 being like, oh, this is it. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to nail a bunch of stuff. Going to book a bunch of shows. Going to, you know, this is, and then it all shut down. What a joke. I love it. But I've been happier in the quarantine than ever. I think because what's happened for me is that the focus has shifted to the important things in life, which not that, you know, a career and having a job and paying the bills isn't important, but it had become all encompassing. And when I had that moment at the wedding, I was just like, no, there she is. You need to find more of those moments, I think, because it's got to be a balance. So going into COVID, it has been lots of like reconnecting with friends more than ever because we're all doing it, right? We're all on Zoom 24-7, talking to people, having games nights, birthday parties, (laughs) everything. And for me, a lot of that has been like where has just reminded me how important those good times with my friends are. And to me, those always ended in a dance party. Those always ended in a a, a big sing-along or blowout musically, something like that. Did that answer the question? A hundred percent and more. I have so many thoughts and I'm, I, and I'm good. Inside, like and you guys can't see us here, but I'm like nodding my head like over and over again, because it is true. And that so many things that you just said are resonated with me. And that is number one, this COVID-19, I, I was on the, I was on a treadmill, like honestly of life between, you know, mm-hmm. running the kids all around in school again, I, you know, you name it, or working. I mean, on and on and on. And I will never go back to where I was before. Like I am, I am changed from this. I've reconnected to what's important, family and, and, and friends and just my boys, like just seeing them every day and really being there with them. And my husband, you know, same Mm -hmm. thing. Like he and I were so busy in our lives and with the kids, we were almost two ships passing as well. So I mean, it's brought us closer together. So we're of the fortunate <laughs> that it's brought us closer I was together. Say, a couple getting closer during COVID. <laughs> no, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mother's Day was, you know, not great. <laughs> I will, but I won't go there. But um, right. that being said, I mean, I think that music really does help with that. Not, and, and what I've been from what I've been hearing from others is that they're listening to more music from the past than they ever have you know, to try to draw from the past and those moments that felt good for them. For me, it's been the Indigo Girls. It's been around the clock in my house uh, singing and nonstop singing as I'm washing the windows because what else are you going to do in COVID? And, and, And I just, you know, so many lessons. I mean, I don't think we've even hit all the lessons that we're going to be learning through this. And um, no, yeah. I agree. And it's so funny you talk about lessons because my friends, we talk about this all the time about like, oh, the learning during COVID because we'll just, you know, we use, um, you know, massive text chains between friends now that didn't exist before. And just in that people are just like putting down how they're feeling today and like what's going on. And when you do that more and more with my, my one good friend, I'll say something and she'll go, did you just hear yourself? And I'll do that to her too. And then we'll go, oh my God, you, you know, you've unpacked your own neuroses or whatever it is, or your own anxiety, or like, I'm, I'm going to need you to repeat that last sentence. Oh my God, you're right. It is because of my, when I lost my salamander in grade two or whatever. Yes. Um, or maybe it's not <laughs> even that deep. That was a, 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 just a joke answer. But, but th- we've been talking a lot about the learning and that you just have time to like talk to people and think about things and connect with people in, in a way that maybe we didn't have time for before. Absolutely. And I think that's something that was, ha- has been lost in our society. And, mm-hmm. um, and this is like mother nature's, I mean, way of, of resetting and, um, showing us the way and, mm-hmm. and, you know, as tough as it's been and for, for so many, 
so of course i know it's not yeah no no learning or change or growth though comes easily you know what i mean absolutely that's 100% true yeah so i mean we have so many songs that we can listen to now that you've mentioned bizarre love triangle i mean that's definitely um, going to be on my list of songs today one thing i'd love for you to tell our audience for those that are going through transitions like mm. when you moved from canada to la starting over I actually transplanted here from Chicago. Same mm-hmm. thing. I was on the top of my game in Chicago. And then I came here and I knew no one. And mm-hmm. I had to start all over again. And, mm-hmm. um, and there, that is so daunting. And I know there are a lot of people out there who are experiencing transition. Yeah. And what would be like your takeaway for them during that time for our audience? Oh, I got this. And I got it because it's come up for me again and again. And it is the one thing that really helped. And my, my good friend, Jeannie from the cottage, Ario Speedwagon, uh, same person. Uh, <laughs> she, we were talking about some stuff at one point, probably soon after I moved here, maybe it was a year in. And she said, you know, she said, just focus on what you can control because there's so much in your situation that you cannot control. And I think that's a very important thing that I've, I've said to actors she reminded me of it. I'm sure this came up earlier in my life, but she really reminded me of it in the past year because I remember saying it to younger actors coming up because they'd be like, I can't get auditions or I can't whatever. And I'm like, you can't control the casting directors. You can't control if, you ha- if you're too tall or too short for the role. Like there's so many things that are absolutely out of your control. So you have to look at what you can control. And for me, even moving to LA, it became as you know minute as like, I can, and this, again, these are going to sound cheesy, but like things like I can make a good meal or I can make my bed every day, or I can work out every day, like things like that. That's like, what are the things that I can do that might make me feel better or good? And they didn't necessarily have to be work-related because you could also say like, oh, well, don't you spend like eight hours a day, like submitting to auditions and like working on your craft and like making faces in the mirror? And the answer is no, I don't. Don't spend eight hours doing that. (laughs) Right. You understand the recovery process too of it all. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I do think, I think a really important thing for people in transition is you won't be able to control everything in that transition. So looking at the things that you can, I think is really empowering. Absolutely. That's really great feedback. Yeah. Great feedback for our audiences out there who are going through some Mm -hmm. transitions. All right. So here's the part that uh, one of my favorite parts of the show is talking about all things 80s and 80s trends. (laughs) First question I have for you is, well, I asked you uh, what your first 45 was and, you know, Leslie didn't have 45. So I did, I had, I did have 45. I remember my first 45, which was my baby takes the morning train. Oh my God. Yeah. So uh, Sheena Easton, no, did I get that right? Sheena Easton. (laughs) Holy mackerel. Oh, you lie. You, we are a quadruple crown now. Quadruple crown. It. You know music. <laughs> Listen, that's a joke. I know 80s and I know Elvis. Do you know what I mean? So if you want to ask me about either of those things, I'm like a guru. Okay. Yeah, very good. And um, what was your very first tape? So Leslie bypassed the 45s and she's in tapes. So what was your first tape? My first tape was the Batman movie soundtrack. Michael oh, Keaton's, okay. Jack Nicholson's 1989. So I guess Tim Burton's 1989. And I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if, who remembers this, but Prince, basically, he, he did most of the music, right? So it's like, it's almost like a Prince album, but it was all the Batman music. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. That is, I remember that now. Uh-huh. There was a song at the end, and I guess, I mean, 
it was like, what would you call it? I guess now it's like a, a mix or like not quite a rap, but it was called Bat Dance or it's mm. not Bat Dance. And it's like clips from the movie, like voice, voice bits from the movie with like Prince. And it's all like this mix. Listeners, go and Google it immediately. And you'll be like, oh yeah, this thing. And I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was like, oh my God, it's, it's Kim Basinger and Michael Keaton talking, but then like Prince will sing. And then it was just blew my Absolutely. little mind. Yeah, we, have, we must. We, uh, we all have to uh, YouTube that one or Google it. <laughs> All right. So what was your favorite uh, trend of the 1980s? I think it had to be neon. Oh, yeah. And specifically matching your shirt to your socks to your scrunchie. So if you had like a hot pink Mm t-shirt and then you would have hot pink socks and then a hot pink like hair tie, like I thought, and, and then if I really wanted then hot pink earrings too, like that for me was like, First day of school, I have I have done it if I put together that outfit. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Yes, I can see you in the hot pink right now. <laughs> but here's the other thing. Let's talk about the accent sock. So yes. sometimes you would have not only the pink sock, but you'd have a second sock, like mm-hmm. an accent sock. Uh, You're so right. you have two socks. And I am a size 10 shoe. So you can imagine I was walking around like I had binding on, on my feet. <laughs> And I had two two sets of socks on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you for reminding me about the accent sock. I had forgotten that that was another trend. The accent collar, you had to have like two shirts on as well. Yes, yes. And now now this might be a Canadian thing because I'd like to talk about another trend, but you tell me because we had this store called Northern Reflections, which would be like Beaver Canoe. Do you guys have that? I don't remember that one. Oh no. Okay. So like LL Bean, that's American. Yes. Yes. Okay. So imagine a store, Canadian version of LL Bean, and they would um, sell the turtlenecks that would have like a print on them. So it might be like a turtleneck with like acorns on it, for example. (laughs) And then on the, on the neck of the turtleneck, it would have like a big giant embroidered acorn, but then you would have like a cardigan sweater that had like a corresponding acorn to the print of the turtleneck. And maybe a sock to match that as yeah. well. So well, that's, that was that I was mean, also peak. The prince, peak, peak 80s. Oh. <laughs> nice. Oh. That's so good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then do you have a favorite show from back then? It's so funny because this is the second um, time this week this show has come up for me. But I would say that Family Ties has to be up there from yes. the 80s. Family Ties for sure. And I'd kind of forgotten about it until someone had, uh, another question brought it back to me the other day. But when I look back on that, it was, I think it was so smart and so funny. First of all, I think the, the family was great. Maybe a little idealistic, but maybe not because it's still, you know, they still went down those episodes where there was issues and stuff like that. We all remember the very famous, wasn't um, um, Alex addicted to like speed at one point or something? Oh. Because he had to stay up all night studying, uh, studying. and he on drugs. Anyway, <laughs> my point being though, is that I was talking with somebody the other day about Alex P. Keaton, the character, mm-hmm. and how here he was like this super conservative Republican in this house of liberals. And we were like, isn't that interesting? Like, could you make that show today? Because, you know, partisanship has gone, we've gone so far, far the other way. Right. That, you know, it was just, it's almost in a way it was ahead of its time of like, you know, can these two ideologies live together, you know, in a house and in a, a household. Family? Yeah. yeah. And the comedy that came out of it, the ability to still see that as funny, I wonder if. A Republican living in a Democrat house would right. find that funny today. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's such a. I never even. Th- I mean, mm-hmm. I'm so. I so remember that now mm-hmm. that you're refreshing my memory, and um, that is something to gnaw on for a while, <laughs> isn't it? 
Yes. <laughs> and now I also do want to go back and watch it because I'm like, I hope it's one of those shows that holds up because, you know, yeah. sometimes you go back and watch something and go, oh, maybe not. Yeah. Right. And one uh, other one. Oh, go, yeah, sorry. go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I was going to say one other one that my husband and I, we haven't been, we just watched a few episodes. I'll get back to it, but we started rewatching Cheers because it's on okay. Amazon Prime. And I, and that one, I will say does hold up. And I think it's a great study in like a classic sitcom, you know, workplace sitcom structure. But again, I'm interested in the kinds of things they were talking about and the topics. I'm like, wow, it feels progressive that they were talking about that stuff in the eighties. But then also to remember that, wow, in the eighties talking about, you know, even like same sex marriage or something was so like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, it was, it's interesting. That one holds up. Yeah. Yeah, I would list. Yes, everybody's going to watch some cheers in their, uh, you know, quarantine situations. And I want to also say, um, I wanted to say that uh, for our listeners today, you have a little homework, and that is try to remember songs that you may have butchered the lyrics to. (laughs) And we want to know what which songs those are. So tell us about that. Tell us which songs from the 80s that you completely butchered. And for those of you that are in transitions out there and some tough times, Leslie gave us some great uh, takeaways and uh, we wish you all the best of luck there. And um, yes. And I also wanted to say a big thank you to Leslie for being here and uh, sharing her song and being that uh, quadruple crown now that she is uh, with 80s music. And so we're so grateful to have you here today to share your wisdom and to bring joy. I mean, that's, that's essentially what you talked about today was bliss and joy. And all of us need that right now in this COVID uh, time. So we've got to go listen to some um, REO Speedwagon for sure. And a little bit of uh, New Order on, is on <laughs> deck today as well. And then rewatch some Cheers, you know, Family Ties, Let's Talk. So thank you again, Leslie. Oh, thank you so much. This was such a joy. And yes, joy, bliss, find it however you can and practice it every day if you can. How do we get a hold of you, Leslie? How do you we can get a find, hold? absolutely. You can find me on Instagram. It's very simple. It's just at Leslie Seiler all together, L-E-S-L-I-E-S-E-I-L-E-R. Or if you like the Twitter, it's Leslie underscore Seiler. Very good. Well, thanks again, Leslie, for being here today. Uh, we're so grateful to have you. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80s song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.